Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You running so This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature. and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the Internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And today, we're going to be concluding, finally, the series Mo, and I think it's probably the second longest series I've ever done, y'all. But thanks for listening. Uh, it's different because I got to read all the uh, interrogation transcripts and everything like that. And y'all remember, um, I am reading exactly what is a matter of public record. If I say the N word, it's what they've said. I don't believe in that word or anything else. Certainly not a racist or anything like that. But Patreon and comic members, thank you so much. As always, for your continued support, I'm going to put up the whole case file and redact, you know, faces and stuff on the on the murder photographs and things like that. But it will be put up on the Real Life Real Crime Community app. That being said, we're going to get started on this conclusion. And today, in the studio, I have with me a guy that I've known for over. 22 years, maybe 23 years, and his name is Jasper Brock. So I want to introduce you to Jasper Brock, who I've known probably 22 or 23 years. How you doing, Jasper? Doing well. All right. Glad to be here. (laughs) Thanks for coming. It's a real real honor to have you. Y'all, Jasper is, in my mind, um, let me sum it up for you like this. If I get in trouble criminally, knock on wood, 
I'm calling Jasper Brock. Okay, he's the top defense attorney that I know, criminal defense attorney. Um, he's been doing it a long time. Jasper, how many years have you been practicing? I've been practicing since ni- 1991 and doing 90% criminal since probably 95, 96. Right, and then you went, where'd you go to law school? I went to Tulane Law School. Which is nationally very mm-hmm. prestigious, right? So uh, got out, and I've done. De- I've only known you to do criminal defense, and, and I've known you since I was in my uniform patrol days. Lots of times, even though uh, I went, we went up against each other a lot, but it, um, more than that, I used to make all my extra money. Back in that, those days, I didn't have any details, but I, I'd get three or four subpoenas a day for motion to suppress or probable cause or whatever. So I got to see you watch. I got to watch you work a lot in the courtroom even if, if we weren't against each other, you were against other people. Uh, always impressed the hell out of me. It's not an ask kissing statement, y'all. I'm just telling you the truth. So Jasper came in today. Um, well, let's talk about this. Your, your practice is where? It's we're, in Livingston, in, in the town in of Livingston. The town of Livingston. And I, I got to uh, go to your office last week so, um, on Friday. But the – but you practice – it, I mean, the bad Baton Rouge calls or essentially. Well, actually, no. I, I usually I just stay pretty you much stay, out here. Really, yeah. Livingston, Tangibahoa, Saint Helena. Right. I the, used to go so, all over, and uh, I've gotten to where. You, I guess thankfully I have enough business to where I can just stay right, where I am, right. and I don't have to. Because when you're in ten different parishes, right. you're always conflicting, and they've right. got a judge mad at you. Right, right. And I so you're not like running to stay the where I know every judge and know every DA and know so, the lay of the land. And that goes back to prove my point that you're at the point in your career you're so successful that you don't have to run everywhere anymore because you have enough business locally. We would say uh, that you know the tri parish area, pretty much, right? So, um, but y'all, way back when, should, you know, I thought about it today. I should have looked it up. I can't remember what year that trial was, but I know I was already at the state police, so it was after 2007. The murder was in 2005, approximately a couple months before Katrina. I think it was in May. Katrina happened in August. Um, but we're talking, y'all. Okay, let me digress. Back to the series. Where we're at, if you go catch up if you want to. Um, we have Majority Chefney and Jarrell Marshall under arrest for the first-degree murder and armed robbery of Shun Alberts and also Christopher Belazar for the attempted first-degree murder on Christopher Belazar because they shot him in the leg and armed robbed him. Um, and you've heard all the witness statements and uh, all the interrogations and everything else, including from Mo himself, Majora Chefney, and Jarrell Marshall. But at some point, Jasper, how did you come in contact with Mo? Okay, well, for probably 20 years, I have been what's called a conflict attorney. So what happens is the public defender, in this case, you had two uh, people arrested. Right. Uh, they're supposed to take the the bad guy and then give you any peripheral guy. Never works out. <laughs> so, so in this particular case, they took uh, the other guy and, I, and they gave Marshall. me Majority Chaffney. So you got assign Majora Chefney. Right. Otherwise, we call him Mo. right? That's what his street right, name is. because he was. didn't have any money. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, but, so when was the first time you met him? Uh, I get the on, – on all these, I, I usually get a – well, back then it wasn't even an email. You just got to – they dropped a file on your desk. Now it's an email. But uh, they drop a file on my desk and say, this is your case, and it's set to, you know, go to court in so many days or so many weeks. So you immediately go to the jail and you go visit your client and say, hey, I'm your lawyer. All right, so you you go to the jail, and uh, now Mo was no stranger to jails, okay? And he'd been shot up numerous times and been had a long and lengthy criminal history. Um, but you go to Livingston Parish Jail. Yeah, the old jail. The old jail, and uh, which is where I used to lock everybody up. And – they buzz you in, and you go mm-hmm. see him. What? What? what so, tell me. What, tell me what you. Th- so you sit down. Well, and, first of all, yeah. Mo comes in, and um, the old jail was so bad. It like really the new was. jail has a visitation room. The, the old jail so bad. Sometimes they stick you in a classroom the, or wherever, the, or the nurses' station, nurses' station, or wherever. Yeah. And there's no security. I mean, if right. the guy wanted to kill you, you were dead. 
But uh, so they stick us in an old classroom or something, and this guy sits down and he's got like a star underneath his yeah. his I don't know if it was left or his right yeah, eye. I think it's his right eye. And uh, you know, I don't ask him about it because I don't know what that's about. And then right. of course, half the back of his head's missing. That's right. I forgot about that <laughs> until we talked the other day. And uh, but he's a little short guy, yeah, right? Dark, 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 dark skin, dark. and and young, yeah, like young guy, nappy hair, mm. and, he, and he had a deep voice. Yeah. So I start, you know, I'm your lawyer, and this is, you know, this is what you're accused of, and whatever. And he just won't hardly say anything. Yeah. And I keep trying to talk to him, ask him what happened, and just, uh, uh, yeah. just mumble. So finally, I said, um, I asked him, you know, do you have any money? Are you going to try to hire a lawyer? You know, all this stuff, and he says. Well, I'm on disability. I said, well, what are you on disability for? He said, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, But he wasn't that articulate. Uh, right, uh, right. He didn't know. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I, I'm talking to him. I can't get anything out of him. Uh, and then I, I don't know, it was you or somebody I go talk to afterwards, and they tell me the scars because he got shot he got in the it. face and right. how he lived through that, I'll never know. Right. Um, and then so I said figured, when he got shot there, and that's when it blew out the back, back of his, his head. head. Right. right. Can't kill bad grass. Right. Yeah. Amazing that he was still walking. Right. And I think he was like 15 or 16 when right. that happened. Right. And uh, and it was running from a cop, maybe? Mm, or, in New Orleans, that's right. Yeah. Jefferson Parish, actually, yeah. And so I was like, well, I got to cover my butt. I can't talk to this guy. He can't communicate or he won't communicate. So I go and I file what's called a sanity hearing saying, he may not be sane. He may not know right from wrong. He may because I can't get anything out of him. Right. So that case got delayed for probably a year mm. while they had to wait for three psychiatrists or two psychiatrists to interview him. And after they do that, we go through all this stuff right before the judge is about to make a ruling that he's sane. I finally hear from his mother, and I said, "Why is he on disability?" She goes, "Oh, because he's diabetic." <laughs> so we wasted like eleven months. <laughs> and it was a diabetic. I, I never knew that. But, uh, so he, he just he right. wasn't going to say shit, right? So, so he yeah. would he would never say anything. Yeah, and and so uh, who was the judge? Do you remember? Brenda Ricks. Okay, and she's always fair, a little mm-hmm. a little harsh sometimes, but fair. The, um so you had to go tell Brenda, Judge Ricks, okay. that. Right, and it's, and she was like, "Well, the problem is, once this is start, right. you can't." I said, "I want to withdraw it." Right. She said, "You can't withdraw it. The right. doctors have to to rule." Right. And that's what the law says. So we had to go through the whole charade. Can you, can the you, doctor saying, "It's nothing." Can you imagine wrong with Can him. you imagine what the doctors had to go through? <laughs> I mean, if he wouldn't talk to you, but what do you think he said to the doctors? I have no clue. They yeah, just right. came in and said, right. "We he he knows right from wrong, and he knows where he is, and right. he's competent to stand trial." Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so once you go through that, and I know there's a, you know, usually there was a lot of evidence in this case, and we'll get to that, uh, uh, physical evidence and stuff that was sent to the crime lab and different things, and Patreon and comics that'll be put up for y'all, the, um, the lab submittal forms and all that stuff. And I always knew when I came against you, that you were going to have your shit correct. Like, I, I always tried to build correct cases, and I tried to make it where Kearney Foster taught me that, that um, especially if you're trying to take somebody's life or put them away for life, you better have your shit straight. And But it's not only making the arrest, it's seeing it all the way through the conviction. That's where 90% of the law enforcement fulfill. They get on the stand, they're intimidated by the, the attorneys, et cetera. I wasn't intimidated by anybody. I knew if I got against you, my, my shit had to be correct because you were going to have your shit correct. Well, I could say this about Kearney. I watched yeah. Kearney. It wasn't my case. Kearney, and he's, he died a couple right. of years ago. Yeah. Kearney was on the stand on some, I think it was like a death penalty case. And uh, and he testified, you know, it takes it take, it would take this long to walk from here to Albany and back. And this guy didn't have a car. And I forgot who the attorney was, but he starts grilling him and whatever. How do you know that? Kearney said, because I walked it That's and timed it. Exactly. <laughs> and he, would, he did it. I guarantee you that uh, he taught me, and it is a, just stick it in. The, um, so if Kearney said it, you you, yeah, you, you, you learn pretty quick. Right. Don't waste your time questioning he, it. But he, you know, <laughs> I like to watch him and glean him. Uh, when I first made detective, it was the the, um, the Wahlberg kid that kid out killed out yeah. of Albany. They got run over the pizza boy. I had one and of those guys too. The uh, <laughs> they were back on this 
thing, and Kearney was on the stand testifying. He kept turning and pointing at the uh, defendant, and the defendant got all pissed off. And but he kept every time they had asked a question, said, "No, your client did it." And pointed, and I took that in and I used it on the yeah. uh, David uh, yeah. Constance trial. So, yeah, but that, he was he was legit. But the but so anyway, you had the reputation that, um, and yeah, naturally you still do. The back then, I would think that the only people that had more time in. There were two other attorneys I won't mention, and both of them have since been disbarred. One of them taught me criminal law in college. Uh, uh, but the now you're, you know, at the apex, and certainly you were on, on the rise uh, back then. But we go to the trial. I know I had been in state police for some time because I got a subpoena, and I came in. Instead of being sequestered, I think they y'all agreed to let Brian Paul do all the um, – because he was the lead detective on the case, and even though I was in on interrogations, et cetera. And once I found out I didn't have to be sequestered, I got – you know, I got to sit in and watch. But So tell me if – and this is important for the listeners because they've never heard, especially from the defense yeah. attorney's uh, point. The, so Monday comes trial day. Most people plea out. Uh, and, then, then, you know, it comes to a certain point in time where these assholes got to go to trial, right? Hey, y'all, you want to hear something that's even more shocking than an episode of Real Life Real Crime or Scorched Justice or Bloody Angola or any true crime podcast? Well, since 2020, two out of three people report feeling extreme stress, and it's affecting their sleep and their overall health. If you've ever been sitting in traffic and you got the knots in your stomach or you get sick to your stomach before a big presentation, that's because your gut not your brain, is responsible for your stress response. So to manage your stress and feel calm and in control, you have to give your gut what it needs to thrive. I trust Thrive Probiotic because it's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry. Hey, including me. Just Thrive does more human clinical trials and research than any other supplement company on the market. It's a game changer for helping you sidestep gas, bloat, constipation and it's been shown to help flip the switch on stress so you can feel confident and in control and for the next level stress management we pair the probiotic with just thrives breakthrough new formula just calm just calm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable they reduce perceived stress improve your sleep quality and energy and even encourage better focus and flow just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one-two punch to beat the stress before it beats you. You can learn more about this groundbreaking company at JustThriveHealth.com. No fake marketing, no claims, just real, scientifically proven results. Y'all, stress is the root of nearly everything that makes life harder. Sleep loss, slow energy, just dissatisfaction, irritability illnesses, et cetera. And science has proven that the high stress is a foundational part of heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune disease, anxiety, and depression, and a whole lot more stuff. You know, the stats since 2020, it's just crazy. Two out of three people feeling the stress. More than 80% of people say stress is affecting their physical health, and 73% believe stress is impacting their mental health. Well, over 50% of the people have trouble sleeping because of stress. And according to the studies, 8 in 10 U.S. adults feel so much stress, they say it's affecting their physical well-being. Stress is linked to some of the world's most persistent health problems. Health disease, high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune disease, liver dysfunction, and of course, anxiety and depression. Y'all, just thrive probiotic and just calm Make that perfect one-two punch and that perfect combination to help you. And right now, you can get 15% off site-wide when you go to JustThriveHealth.com and use code RLRC at checkout. That's JustThriveHealth.com and use code RLRC at checkout. Hey, take control of your health, people. Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm is the way to do it. So right. what happens? Well, first of all, they, they make a priority list. Right. So there may be 10 people set for trial one week, and there's a priority list. This is who we want first all the way down. And I don't think he was number one. I think he was two or three, 
and it just so happened that one and two pled. So it was not. It was kind of a shock that he was going. Right. So uh, he went in. In a case like that, it was second degree murder. There's only one sentence you can get. It's life in prison. Right. Let me, let me interrupt because we originally, we always charge him with maximum, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was an armed robbery and it was a double shooting. So we charged him with the first degree and they dropped mm-hmm. it down to second okay. degree. And no defense attorney is going to plead their client to life What's in prison. What's malpractice? You're going to trial. Yeah. Right? You, you're you going got to no trial. choice. You're going to trial. So that, and the, y'all in the state of Louisiana, from you listeners around the world, life actually means life here. If you get sentenced to life, there's no probation, no parole. You're going to die in prison. It's a death sentence. So when shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well. Have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Even though it was taken, basically the only difference between first degree and second degree is first degree, they took the death penalty off the table. And when you, you do that, then there's no plea bargaining uh, uh, the, from first down to second saying, I'll take yeah. I'll take life. Well, second degree, we're going to trial. They right. say, take that shit to trial. So, so we'll go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, it's, it's there's no plea bargain. It's, it's life. So you got to go to trial. Right. You got nothing to lose. Right. He's got nothing to lose. Right. And so – Sitting there and go, all right, well, this is going to be a trial. And I remember vividly in this case because I tried him the week of my birthday. Right. And my wife had, I didn't think I was going to trial. She had made 
you know, reservations at Chris's or something for my birthday one night. Yeah. And I come home on Monday and I say, no, I'm, okay. I'm having a trial. Yeah. And I remember, and of course, my jury would never talk to you. Yeah. So I, I knew where the evidence was against him, but I didn't have any defense right. whatsoever. Right. I'm, I was sitting there while we were picking a jury thinking, what am I going to get up and tell these people? I got, I got nothing, right. nothing. And so we're, but, but let me say it real quick. It's not because you didn't want it. Cause I know you, you're a bulldog. You, if you had something, you're going to tear some yeah. ass. This right. guy was go back to it. He even won't say shit. Right. And, and, and you find out, I mean, he's on diet disability <laughs> for diabetes. And uh, he won't, I mean, what's some mindset on a cat like that? That doesn't want well, to help his own. Defense? I, I start every trial that I have. When we go into there, the time we start picking the jury, I give them a, a yellow pad and a pen. And when we're picking the jury or when we're questioning witnesses, I was like, if there's anything I need to know, write it down. Or if you just for picking a jury, if you don't like the guy, color of their hair, whatever, write it down. You know, give me something. When I tell you that trial was a week long, there was not a mark on that piece of paper. Oh, on the yellow pad. And he never all. picked up the pen. He not a, you know, he didn't doodle circles, nothing. No. Just the saying. only thing I think he said during the whole trial was, I need a sandwich because the diabetes was yeah. getting him, and we had yeah. to take a break so he could really? eat a sandwich. Yeah. So we pick a whole jury with no input from him, and I'm sitting there going, well, what, you know, yeah. what am I going to do? And I, I was really, I was panicking. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. stuck here. Right. And so the prosecutor got up, and the prosecutor is a guy by the name Kurt Wall, who's an Excellent yeah, prosecutor. He's, he's a great guy. He was in Baton Rouge. He left to went to the attorney general's office where he was head of the criminal division. And right. then change of administration, he came back to Livingston. And, and, and I think that was hit Kurt's first uh, big murder trial when he uh, when he came back to here, Livingston. But he had to been Livingston. Yeah, he'd been doing forever. it forever. Right, right. So, and, and it wasn't his case. He got it maybe a month before, right. belonged to another prosecutor who, who'd moved to a different parish. And so Kurt gets up and he starts explaining to the jury what probable cause it not reasonable doubt. Right. What reasonable doubt is. He says, Do you all understand what reasonable doubt is? Everybody says no. I still don't know what reasonable doubt is. <laughs> but anyway, he says, Well, I'll give you an example. He said, if I get a box and I show you the box, it's a solid box, I put a mouse in the box, and then I put a cat in the box. You hear all kind of noise, and the box rattles around. Then I open the box, and the cat's in there, but the mouse isn't. Well, it's pretty much beyond a reasonable doubt that the cat ate the mouse. Right. He said, so, you know, because there's, there's no holes. Cat, the, the mouse didn't escape. You so, saw it go in. Yeah, yeah, you saw it go in. You never saw it come out. You heard the commotion. You know, yeah. the, the cat's got hairs coming out of right, his mouth. Right. The cat ate the mouse. And so I'm going, okay, there's, my, there, there's something I can work with. Right. I'll just get up and tell these people, you know, I'm going to show them the holes in the box. So he goes through all that. So he does his opening argument. I still got nothing. I get up and I said, you know, there's all kind of holes in this box. There's holes, there's motive holes, and there's, you know, where's the gun and whatever. These are holes in the box. I'm just basically throwing anything I can up against the wall to stick. And then we get into the trial and (laughs) then everything changes. Right. The, the, (laughs) After y'all's opening arguments, I didn't, I know you can't remember who was called first and all that. I have no uh, idea. But the um, certainly the crime lab would have been called at some point or whatever. But I know the I was there when Brian was called. Well, Brian came before the crime lab. Right, I know right, that for right, a fact. Right, and that's Brian Smith, y'all. And he's now the chief uh, criminal deputy for Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. My old partner that you heard about in this series and on, on a bunch of other ones. So Brian gets in and Kurt would have got him up there. Well, who are you? What's your name? Who do you work for? How long have you been here? And how did you become involved in this case? Right. And I think he was probably the first witness. Yes. Yes. And so he, he gets up there and he tells the whole story and he, he's probably testifying for an hour and he gets up and he says, well, we interviewed, I forget the guy, the other guy's name that got shot, Belazar. Uh, Christopher Belazar. So right. he said, "Yeah, we talked to Belazar, and Belazar tells us that Chefney runs up, says, give me the dope or give me the money or whatever, puts a gun in the hand, and uh, Shun says, don't do this, Noonie.' Yeah. And uh, and then he shoots him, and I jump up and I judge mistrial, <laughs> mistrial. 
<laughs> and she, the judge was like, what, what, whatever. She's like, get the jury out of here, get the jury out of here. So she sends the jury out and she's like, what are you talking about mistrial? I said, judge, nobody ever told me this. Nobody ever said that the, that the, the victim called the shooter by name and it's not my guy's name. Right. And she said, well, uh, she said, why is that a mistrial? I said, well, that, that's what's called Brady material. Right. You're supposed famous, to Okay. Famous case, you know, it was Brady that says that if you have something that may exonerate the defendant, yeah, you, you have, have to, to turn, turn it over, over to his lawyer. Yeah. And that's pretty exonerating that he called the shooter a different name. Right. Well, they never gave it to me. Right. So the judge was like, well, and they, people say that criminals have lots of rights. They do, but sometimes they get shafted. Yeah. And in this case, it just, well, I'm not going to declare a mistrial, but I'm going to give you an hour recess to deal with this information. Like, what am I going to do with an hour? Yeah. My opening statement would have been Nooney right, did it. Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, we, we come back in and I asked Brian, I said, so he called the guy by name? Yeah, it wasn't my client's names. Yeah. 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 So then we get through him and uh, then they move on to the crime lab. And the crime lab gets up there and they say, uh, they tell about all the stuff they find and all the stuff they tested. And they start talking about stuff in the gar- by the garbage can or something. And there was some marijuana out there. I jump up mistrial again. <laughs> She's like, now what? And I was like, I didn't get that either. Yeah. She's like, all right, well, I'm gonna give you an hour break to deal with that. Uh, well, that wasn't near as whatever the, as yeah. the name. So that's that was all the fireworks right, that happened right. in the, the trial. Show and then that yeah. part of that is for the jury. You're like, oh, yeah. this trial, <laughs> mistrial. Yeah. Yeah, that's like ejecting over and over, yeah. right? right. And to to rock them out. So to, to be honest with you, the and it's been a long time, but I read that entire case file and I never saw a nanny in there anywhere. And, but I remember, I vividly remember. I mean, you told me the other day, I was like, "Holy shit, that's right, you, um, that did come up." And but Brian had got there first and interviewed um, Belazar right before they shipped in the hospital and, and the residents. But I, I, don't, I still don't know where nanny came up. The only noon avenue was the He never wrote it down, but he said it. (laughs) And I even have his his notes. And Mm -hmm. and so maybe he was having a nanny day. uh, We did work another homicide on an 82-year-old lady up in Watson. And her her they called her nanny. Maybe he got confused with that. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I'd never heard of it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but, so... The jury's there. You've got your two mistrials in... Mm -hmm. uh, um, and Brian testifies, and and I mean, I get it, but that that spot and that location, when they processed it, the the uh, they were actually going through the scene and getting everything. We were actually at the hospital with Belazar because we didn't know if he's going to die or not. And then when we got back, of course, Brian was in charge of actually turning over the evidence and submitting it uh, and what have you. But that was a, that's a dope corner, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where they. I mean, what are you doing at three thirty in the morning on the corner? You slinging? I can't tell you how many people we rested. All the, they got Sean Alberts. We, we rested his brothers there numerous times selling dope, and uh, one of them they called Monkey. But the Sean actually was fucking innocent. The he was the only one. I think he was nineteen. He's the only one who had never been arrested. Just had a baby, and he got the bullet in the head and, and one in the chest. Uh, and then Chefney, I get had got sent there. By his aunt, or no, his mama to live with his aunt because she was afraid That's he right. was going to get either he was killed or in trouble go to in New Orleans. prison in New Orleans. Which so, he managed so, to do here. so when we got the warrants <laughs> for him and we sent it to NOPD, most of the time NOPD that stands for no other police departments. They don't give a fuck about your warrants. They were like, "Fuck that! We know this cat. We want him off the street." <laughs> and, and and that for them to go say somebody's bad, that means they're really bad. Uh, they didn't want him back in New Orleans, so he ran back to New Orleans after this. Uh, well, after he knew we were going to him, but which was crazy. The, uh, so what happens? So we go through the rest of the rest of the trials basically uneventful, and uh, so we get to the closing arguments. And so now I'm like, well, I got all kinds of stuff from closing right, argument, right. all the stuff I didn't have in the opening. So of course I get up and spend the whole time saying, you know, Nooney did it. Right, Nooney right. did it. You know, here's this hole in the box. Here's this hole in the box. Right. But Nooney's, you know, that's a hole you can drive a truck through. Right, you know, this is just right. you got to. You got to let this guy go because right. Nooney did it. Right. And yeah. so, uh, real, real quick before you get that, I'm going to tell you what I remember when Christopher Belazar, the other victim, took the stand. He was he was pissed. 
He didn't want to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. He was actually, I think the prosecution had to get, get permission from the uh, judge Ricks to treat him as a hostile witness. He wouldn't, he yeah, wouldn't he didn't say want to talk at all. He didn't want to talk. He would, when they were asking, do you see the person in the courtroom who shot you? He wouldn't say dick. And then, and Kurt was like, yeah, I mean, kept trying. He's like, Your Honor, kind of treat him as a hostile witness. And then he got his ass, and finally he did. He got all defensive and sat back, and he was like, Yeah, yeah, that's him right there, right? And pointed out uh, Mo. And Jarrell Marshall had already pled out, to, I think, like 50 years or something stupid like that uh, before this trial. And then the witnesses, I mean, it was, it was a really good case as far as that, if you believe in eyewitness testimony. The people that they were with, and then them coming back to the vehicle, and, and Jarrell saying, "Mo just shot him." Mo getting into, "If you don't tell anybody, I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, all. You, yeah and, he threatened and, all that, and, um, and they were afraid of him. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he slept with the. <laughs> hey, he, we're going to y'all's house to spend the night, and he slept with the gun under his pillow and all that. But I mean, it is what it is, and and they came forward and all that. But I'm sorry, but let's get close. But that's okay. So yes. Yeah, so anyway, like I said before, the trial started. I was sitting there going, "I got nothing." Right. They got a ton of evidence. I don't even have a guy who'll talk to me. I mean, I'm going to look like an idiot sitting right. here just nodding my head. So we get to the closing, and I'm just unloading. It's all it's all noony. It's all noony, and there's a hole. Here's a hole. There's a hole. And then the way it works is the the prosecution gets to do their closing argument, and they do like five minutes, basically nothing. And then you get to do your closing argument, which may be 30, 40 minutes, but then they get – to rebut your closing argument. Right. So they really save all their stuff for the last one. And they come back and, and then they come back and, and address everything you, you said. said. Right. So you, but you don't get to address everything they say. Right. So first of all, Kirk, Kirk gets up and he's like, Noonie, he's, you know, he's from New Orleans. He's probably in, you know, New Orleans. Right. New Orleans. That's what, that's what Noonie was. Right. He knew he was from New Orleans. That's why he was, didn't yeah. know his name. Yeah. So that's, you know, he's, so he's making that BS up to right. <laughs> cover up for the Noonie thing. But anyway, the, the, the well, jury. Well, Kurt, you knew it was going to be a problem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously. So we get through the whole thing, and I guess the jury's out for two or three hours. You know, they come back, and, uh, of course, they find him guilty. And, of course, what, again, what did What did he do? Let's say they, for dramatic purposes, right? Jury files back in. Everybody knows it's a verdict. I've, I've been there a lot. You've been probably been there a lot more than me. But the it's it's all you know, hush and quiet in the courtroom, and and they um, ask them to stand. And then jury foreman, you reached a verdict. Yeah, we read a verdict, and they say, yeah, guilty, guilty second, on the charge of first or second, second degree murder. murder. With the jury find the defendant guilty. And him, his once again was he no did, reaction, never reaction. Not, just nothing. Couldn't give I mean, shit. I had a, more yeah, of a reaction right, than he did. Right, right. You know, he's just sitting there, and I'm looking at him. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. It's crazy. And so, uh, and of course, uh, the bailiffs they love it. Right. As soon as they say guilty, they don't waste. They, there's oh, not ten seconds. I, I as I soon never, as they hear guilty, they jump they behind, pass, yeah. put the handcuffs on yeah. them, like. So he was handcuffed and brought in there to start with. Before they, then, as long as the defendants before the jury, they they they're in street they clothes. street clothes, no handcuffs. They they bring them in, handcuff them, um, then I'll unhandcuff them. They bring the jury in. I think now they have some kind of shock belt or some shit that, that for people that uh, I've never seen. It. It, now they in the old courthouse in the big courtroom, they had a eye hook. Yeah. Under the table, so they could shackle them to yeah. the eye hook. Yeah, but that wasn't the case in this because we tried it upstairs. And right, they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it was in a small courtroom upstairs. I remember that. That not when you go upstairs, not the one to the left, but the one across the hall, um, close to where the detectives were. But the so you're right, and I, I have never told that on the podcast. So. Every trial, especially these murder trials, they swamp donkey is what I call yeah. it. They jump them and just – some of them they have to take to the floor, but some of them yeah. go, uh, you know, oh, Well, like agree. this recent – I didn't have anything to do with it, but the Melanie Curtin, I mean, oh, she, yeah. you know, she, she was screaming and hollering. They yeah, just and basically, you know, shackled her all over and carried her out. Yeah, they did the, – they made – sometimes they have to make them get a little real estate, I call it. Right. Stretching, stretch them to the ground but, professionally. And, but, and of course, in this them. thing, I mean, as soon as Guilty got out of their mouths, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm still reacting, and they've already got him handcuffed right. and shackled, and, right. you know, they both yeah. of them got him by his shoulder, and somebody yeah. else has got him, you yeah. know, ready to grab him around the neck. Yeah. But he's, he didn't do anything. Right. He just stood there like he had been the whole time. The whole time, just dead dead weight right so uh they take him out and naturally it's it's a formality after that sentencing or you're telling me 
Did you talk to the jury members or anything? Yeah. So what happens is they they give the verdict, and then I think in that case they pretty much hauled him out immediately. Sometimes they let him stay there. If it's not a murder, easily they haul him out. But then the, the judge will ask you if you want to poll the jury. Right. Uh, and Can what you that means, that? yeah, yeah. What that means is they go through and and each juror. Say, you know, juror number 27, is that your verdict? And they say, yes. Is that your verdict? Yes. Is that your verdict? And so to show that you have a – back then you could have had, had a 10, 10 too. 12, right. But uh, I think that one was was a unanimous jury. But uh, So you you can ask to poll the jury. Right. Just, sometimes you're curious. Right, did, right. did they all vote that way? Right. But now, of course, they all have to. But you still poll the jury and make them say, right. yeah, that's the way I voted. Right. And, y'all, that um, – go back to the Jessica Chambers – trial i did on sports justice and and they go to pull the jury and the jury is like one jury member's like no that wasn't my vote and uh i mean and then they had to do a mistrial and everything else but the so they've changed it what jasper's talking about it used to be you only had to have 10 out of 12 for the conviction um which i think is pretty fair but now it's even harder on the for the prosecution which i don't think is unfair because i believe if you're taking somebody's life we were the one of only two states that didn't require all 12 right so is it this off topic a little bit but is it only louisiana that's on the napoleonic code of law yeah but it has nothing to do with the criminal code okay all right so the uh so all 12 out of 12 in so yeah, so they follow the whole the jury, and then basically they, you know, the judge excuses them. And a lot of times after a jury trial, win, lose, or draw, you want to go talk to the jurors. If they, if well, the judge will go in and thank them for their service and whatever, right. and ask them, "Are y'all willing to talk to the to the lawyers?" Right. And sometimes they want to, and sometimes they say, "No, you know, we want to just right. get escorted out of here." In this particular case, they said, sure, we'll talk to the lawyers. And even, especially when you lose, I, I want to go in there and right. say, hey. Professional development. You know, what did I do wrong? What, what did you not like about me or my case? Or right. what did you make your decision based on? Because you learn really crazy stuff. Right. I try not, case not all attorneys do that. Only the attorneys that care. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of terms that would have had mo and been like, fuck it, uh, I'm right now, right? Because I tried one in Baton Rouge years and years ago. And we go ask the jury, and they, and they found him guilty. And we said, well, well, you know, why did you find him guilty? And uh, they said, well, he said, you know, that dog was on the other side of the fence barking. And then when they showed the pictures, there was no fence. And I'm like, "That's what, that was what you based your guilt on? And they yeah. said, yeah. I said, those pictures were three years yeah, after right. the fact, and the it's fence had been taken down. down but right. there was a fence there at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we'd have known that, we might not have voted that way. Right, right. Well, there you go. <laughs> and then then you file out and wait for it. They, say, they, they ruined it for the next jury <laughs> with a right. fence in the picture, right? You can make sure that was there. Um, so what they say? So anyway, so the, this jury says, yeah, I'll, we'll talk to the lawyers. And so Kurt walked in first, and I walked in right behind him. The jury foreman was sitting there like he was in his, you know, uh, living room. And he sits back like <laughs> this. And out. He points at Kirk and he points at me. He said, he shot your box full of holes. Mm. And I went, what? Why did you find goes, him it guilty? was full of holes. I said, well, do you remember what we said? If the box has holes, you got to find him not guilty. He goes, yeah, but we figured he probably did it yeah. anyway. <laughs> we weren't going to let him go. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. And that's crazy, right? He, he goes, that. but it, ain't, it wasn't your fault. I said, yeah. okay, well, that's yeah. all I can ask for. I mean, hell, you pulled a <laughs> rabbit out of the hat. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, 
the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anyway, to get that much out of him. That's why I always say um, DAs love to say they have a you know 98% conviction rate and they plead most of the cases out. But rightfully so, because cases like this, even like this, where it seems so clear cut, the you never know what the fuck a jury is going to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one thing. Or sometimes even a judge, but especially the jury, you just never know. And, and people yeah. don't realize that if there's 10,000 cases, and there's probably more than that, right. in Livingston Parish this year, and there's probably more than 10,000, right. I'll bet there'll only be 15 trials. Exactly. Maybe it's 20. Not a lot. I mean, what is that, less than one-tenth of one percent? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't go to trial— if the state doesn't have a good case, they're going to plea bargain it. Absolutely. And if you're going to lose, you're going to take the plea right. bargain. Right. So very few, and there's very few cases go to trial. All the the murders were, right. or if it's something where the the DA is saying maximum possible sentence, right. that's the only thing we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Then you go to trial when you have no choice. There's right. very few trials where you're going. Well, I think I'm going to win this because he right. didn't do it. Right. That's. Once every yeah. four or five uh, years. Uh, That's uh, not uh, – most uh, of the time, you're just – I'm going in there trying to do what I can do. Right. Maybe get a lesser included offense or something. Right. And unfortunately, on most of these cases like this, the um, – especially the murders, et cetera. Or you have a stupid client. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like, you, like you, you've told over and over, if yeah. you go to trial, you're going to get oh, hammered. Yeah, yeah. How many times has that happened in your career, right? At they, least five. But some of those people are so full of themselves, they, they, they want to go no matter what. And they right. want their story heard. And some of them, yeah. as the profile shows, the, the almost as important for them to commit the crime is they they want to get have their yeah. Day in I had court. a sex case, the worst case I ever handled. That guy, he just he got offered eight years and ended up with like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, but yeah. he wanted he wanted the jury to hear all the stuff he'd yeah. done to this little girl. We're gonna he was uh, proud of it. We're gonna <laughs> but let's do that one on an episode of Real Life Real Crime <laughs> deal. And uh, and uh, the. But it, yeah, that's crazy, man. And so, Mo, anybody gets sentenced to life, and I think there's very few exceptions in the state of Louisiana, they get sent to Angola. Angola being Louisiana State Penitentiary, and y'all are new podcast, Bloody Angola. Jim Chapman, my producer, and I is dropping on July 21st. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. But, um, the. They get sent to Angola if you get 80 years or more. I think they used to do it as low as 50 years. But Samo gets shipped to Angola. And from what I understand, somebody told me, and I haven't confirmed it yet, but I have some CEOs up there that are friends of mine that tell me, you know, tell me different people um, like Constance and Lewis and you know, the, the, what they're saying and all this stuff because they don't want to go in and say they're baby rapers or baby killers or whatever. But they said Mo went up there and showed his ass and, and called a shank and got killed. Yeah. So by wouldn't, another inmate. Wouldn't shock right? me. I'm and sure so, he thought he could go in there and run the show. Yeah. When you go, the difference is like Angola, when, when the, let's say approximately 5,500 inmates, over 5,000 of them have life sentences, right? The rest of them have over 80 years plus. The, the, the a lot of young guys like Mo and the other one I did, uh, Kendrick Mateer, they did all the armed robberies and stuff and he got it sentenced to 80 years and he got shanked up there and is paralyzed from like the neck down. But they, they go in, there's just between a convict and inmate An inmate is the ones that go in, they buck up all the time. That's what they call it. They, they start problems with staff and do whatever the convicts, they wouldn't do their time. They said, mm-hmm. do your time. Don't let your time do you. Right. And so a convict, like when you go to search their box, that's their house. You know, if you, they know it's gotta be searched. Sometimes you just go in there and start tearing shit up. They might buck up on you, but an inmate, they don't care about getting put in admin seg or the whole or whatever a convict just wants to do the best right. time they can do. When I heard about Mo, Mo went up there, showed little New Orleans in him, and somebody got sent to whatever uh, Camp uh, J con- right away. Yeah, well, he didn't even make it to Camp J. A convict, <laughs> he disrespected a convict. Somebody was down there, like, you know, this person evidently showed Mo disrespect him, however it was, and this person, uh, the didn't even say they were going to do it because they were a convict. And, and, and anyway, right. supposedly Mo got uh, 
Angola justice, bloody Angola justice, and died kind of how he lived. Now, I, I can't verify that, y'all, but I'm pretty sure it's true. And he probably would have been before he was yeah, 30 he, or 35, he for sure. He, he had no respect for human life. The, the, the You saw the crime scene photos. He shot he shot Sean right in the face and then again in the chest, and then um, he would have killed Belazar if the gun hadn't jammed. Right. That piece of shit, Tech 9, he shot him in, in you know, uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, it was a Tech Nine. Tech Nine, and which and the that worst, was the same thing worst. they used in that. Uh, they had with the the case you were talking about before, the Wahlberg case. Yeah, and and, and was it the they tech, were real popular tech, for a while. It, they were real popular. The shittiest firearm ever made. Every, yeah, but, they, every, but they look cool. They look great. They <laughs> love the holes and in the barrel, and and, and even they were uh, talking about it in the witness statements. In this case, they were like, yeah, it had that, that clip in the front and the handle in the back, you know, and we got the holes in the front. Yeah, it looks yeah. real cool. It's a piece of shit. Every case that ever worked, when one was fired, it jammed. Yeah. And that's the only thing that saved Belazar's yeah, Every life. gangster wanted, he had a, wanted a tech they wanted one. But he had, a, he had enough to fucking ruthlessly, they made him turn out their pockets. Uh, Killed Sean Belzar uses the old defense known man turns around hauls ass and catches one in the back of the leg and then the gun jams and he got in the Sandra Island's house and got away, but it is what it is and you know the uh, unfortunate for Sean Albert and his family I guess his kids probably now are, are adults and everything else and the one that was yeah I don't even remember yeah. what year that was tried it was like 2011 2010 yeah it, it was I went to state police in 2007 and then it was after that so I'm at least 2009 probably or something the uh, but that being said I appreciate you coming in and telling it I wanted to end this series I wanted to put it together and never had the um, criminal defense perspective before but i want and i want the lifers to know now and i'm gonna ask you to come back because we we had a lot of cases together the very first one i ever did when i started real life for crime was uh david and christina constance right and i did it on a dare you were christina constance attorney i was right? and, yeah and it was a crazy one she's she's and we we're talking about the other day she used to send me didn't she plead out to like 40 years or something no it was only 20 Really, she got a sweetheart Which, of the deal. Yeah, and, and so of course she, she might a, be out. She that, filed motions saying I was I was an ineffective sweet. lawyer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I did read that, <laughs> uh, but the she was, I mean, she was kind of off a rocker. That she used to send me letters every year at Christmas uh, saying, "Hey, Mister Woody, how you doing? Love you so much." And and can you please make sure my kids have a good Christmas this year and shit? And I'm like, bitch, I put you in prison. I know. And, yeah. she, and she writes me letters saying, yeah. will you ask Mr. Woody to send me my pictures? And yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know if he has yeah. uh, uh But so 20 years, she might be out. No, Unless she would have had to do 17. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, pretty, probably raping pretty young close. kids, she might not have got, got parole. But, but who knows? The, uh, but, Christine, if you're out, we hope you're a lifer. Yeah. <laughs> but I heard the, the the other day I got some confirmation. The victims in that case, the, the and I won't say whose kids they were, one of them is married now um, and has a great job and has kids. The uh, uh, other one is in Southeastern in, in school and stuff. So that, and that's I assume kind of double clutches in, oh, he in Angola. Now. Double clutch is telling everybody in Angola his wife framed him. And that's the only reason he hadn't called her saying. Now he's not stupid. He wasn't formally educated, but the the that preferential pedophile, he's super intelligent. That's how he got away with it for almost forty years. Christina was actually one of his first victims. Well she was and, not yeah, she wasn't right. all there. No, she wasn't the tar- sharpest tool in the shed by any means. And uh uh but he did offend against her. He was actually dating Christina's older sister and mm-hmm. offended against Christina when she was like twelve well, or thirteen. They, they ran right. away together. That's the only arrest he had on his record was him being found in the hotel room with Christina when she was a juvenile and they got it dropped and they got married or whatever. But anyway, look forward to the case in the future. I actually, I want to do the case um, you were just talking about and y'all, that's going to be, we're going to go back to the old hardcore and I'm going to give the extra warnings ahead of time um, before Jasper comes back on that one because it's a real son of a bitch, right? And if you think double clutch I've done a lot, a lot of cases and some bad ones. You know, I had that Guy who cut the baby out of his wife's stomach. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've I done, did the episode on that. I've done yeah. some death penalty cases. Yeah, yeah. That is the worst individual I sat next to at a yeah, table. Yeah, and we're going to make it all worse. He he'd never shower and he stunk. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> the, the, uh, so we're going we're going to dig into that one. I look forward to 
many more episodes with you in the future. Um, and you know, y'all, they, these are not, unfortunately, these people aren't, um, Sunday school goers and church goers and shit. It's, these are nasty things and they're hard things to hear. Um, but it is real life, real crime, the podcast. And that's how we lay it out for you. So, but Jasper Brock out of Livingston, uh, uh, which, what is your phone number in case somebody wants It's, to- uh, 225-686-7448. And you know what? The, the, I've I hope- got an Instagram and Facebook and I'm, I'm sure. What's up? What's telling me? Sure. J- I don't even know. Uh- <laughs> I'm sure J- Jim probably knows it because, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't used to know what most of mine is, uh, like my Twitter and all that. I don't even know what it is. But the if you need something in the Tri-Parish area, I, if I need something, uh, actually, I hope if I was out of the Tri-Parish area, you, you'd come help mm-hmm. me out, right? But the Jasper Brock's what I'm calling, and y'all get to hear more and more of them in the future. But I, best criminal defense attorney in Livingston Parish, hands down, I appreciate you coming, brother. Well, thanks for so, having me. Enjoy. So good to see you. Hey, you look you're looking good, man. You hadn't yeah. aged much. Shoot, you got skinnier <laughs> and I got fatter. <laughs> you know, twenty twenty some years is a long time, right? But uh, anyway, th- thank you and I appreciate you. All right, y'all. With that, I'm gonna conclude the series. Mo, uh, again, Patreon convicts, thank you so much for your subscriptions, and um, hope you. Well, I'm, I'm gonna put up another bonus episode this month, and. Uh, if you can't be a patron member or convict, uh, I totally get it. Thank you all for liking and sharing. If you get a chance, go leave a review. And it's so important. I need to say this because it will only be one more week afterwards. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's very, very important to real life for crime myself personally and to Jim Chapman is let's talk about the podcast awards again for one second. The 2022 people's choice podcast nominees are out in Real Life, Real Crime, and I have made it for, uh, let me tell you how to get it. Go to, to www.podcastawards.com, and then you'll have to put in an email and a password, and then they are going to email you, and you have to verify that the email is correct, and that stops people from getting people to do all these robots and bullshit. So I'm down with that. I like it. But, you know, I've won this twice in the past, once for drama and storytelling and once for the best male host in the uh, in the world. And I appreciate y'all doing it. But go enter your email, enter your password, verify your email, and then it'll, it'll send you straight to the page where you vote. You go to the, on that page at the top, it has um, just a spot for most influential podcaster. If you don't mind, put in Woody Overton, Real Life, Real Crime. But that's open to anyone, right? And then... Um, but the Adam Curry's People's Choice Podcast of the Year Award, that's the big enchilada, which I've been nominated for every time. I made the finalist last year for it and didn't win it. But we're against the biggest shows in the world. And But it, it scroll down, and you'll see all the podcasts and all the big shows on there. Uh, click Real Life, Real Crime. The next one is Best Male Host in the World of a Podcast. We won that last year, thanks to y'all. And, you know, I, not the biggest show in the world, uh, but I have lifers and I love y'all and you rocked it and you've been rocking it and I appreciate it. But best male host, scroll down, hit real life, real crime. The next one I would ask you to do is under business podcasts, the click on business podcast and scroll down to you see local leaders, the podcast that is Jim Ch- Chapman's podcast. He made the finals for it last year. Y'all his first year out. First year in it. We wanted to win it this year. They deserve it. It's a hell of a podcast. If you haven't watched it uh, on YouTube or listened to it, go check it out. It's, he does great interviews. I've been on, a guest on there several times myself. But vote local leaders of podcasts under business. Then you go down um, to True Crime and click on that. Scroll down to Real Life Real Crime. We've been nominated again. And click on that. And then the last one being drama and storytelling. Click on it, real life, real crime. And what will happen is on July 31, the voting will end, the public voting will end. And now when you sign up, they have a spot that says, are you a a listener, a podcaster, or both? Check whichever you are. And underneath that, it says, "Would, would you be interested in participating as a final judge? Click it. Last year, so many lifers got selected to be the final judge, including my wife. <laughs> so I know I got that back. But the uh, so y'all click that, and after July thirty first, they're going to come back and they're going to 
the top 10 in each category will make the finals. And we're hoping to make it that far. If we do, it'd be great. If we don't, I thank y'all for trying. But if we make it that far, we'll announce it then. So love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you, uh, the Podcast Awards and Bloody Angola, the new podcast coming out July 21st. Jim Chapman and I are telling you Angola like you've never heard it before. It's going to be and it'll be thrilling. Uh, you get the inside aspect from the prison, every kind of story from the murders to death row to what, what they ate for the last meal on death row to the escapes to the abductions the suicides. Everything that goes on inside the gates, and believe me, it's a different world, people. I've worked there. Um, we're going to be bringing that to you, dropping July 21st, and we're going to drop one episode each week. So that being said, LOPA. Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency, you know it's my jam. Um, if you are a lifer from, give me a country, anywhere in the world. Germany. From Germany, and you want to be an organ donor, you don't have to be from Louisiana. Go to lopa.org, click on it. Take us takes about two minutes, fill it out, and be a hero, right? Become an organ donor. The chances they ever going to use your shit is so small. And like I always say, Hey, if I'm, if I'm hooked up to the machines and I'm dead and they want to harvest all my old junk, they can have it. Right. But I, hopefully it'll go save somebody else's life. And I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've seen it so many times And one day. I'll, I'll keep saying this, but one day I'll have Lori Steele on and we'll talk about, um, people who are alive today. Like y'all heard Captain Duvall's mama, lived for an extra five years because she received a double lung transplant. I could tell you so many cases like that, Uh, but they do more than just the transplants. They do do studies and and all that. So Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency, be a hero, give the gift of life or sight and all that other good stuff, lopa.org. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder Bayou. Peace. Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by your host, Woody Overton, executive producer, Jim Chapman with Envision Podcast Studios. Your music is provided by Chase Tyler and the Chase Tyler Band. Follow me on Instagram at Real Life Real Crime or at Overton Woody. Check out our numerous social media pages. Also, go to the app store and download our free real life real crime community app which contains all things real life real crime and true crime and uncensored and run by me wherever you listen to a podcast go like subscribe and review to real life real crime or my other podcast scorch justice thank you Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.